90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. The only good Indian is a dead Indian. Welcome to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. I'm Rhonda, your host here for the next hour. Make sure you stay tuned in the next half hour. We'll be doing your news across Indian country and letting you know what's going on out there. And we'll get started with some music. And thought I'd play some Joanne Shenandoah. Haven't played her in a long time. Uh, this one was a uh, collaboration with her uh, Iroquois uh, music and a symphony and it was a a really great collaboration called uh, Sky Woman so this is the title track from that Sky Woman Um, and it's a legend from the Iroquois uh, about um, the beginnings of their people and and where they came from so um and so this is Joanne Shenandoah. Also, I want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. Oh, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. So I'm Joanne Shenandoah and Sky Woman. You're listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio.
The 11th Annual Family Friendly Truce Fest will be held on Saturday, May 16th from noon to 10 p.m. at 3100 Truce Avenue. Entertainment includes Showstoppers Drill Team, Nicolette Page, Pot Liquor Possum Run, and many more. For information, call 816-974-3378. This message is a public service of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This week, Religious Outsiders. They may need more time to partake in sacraments. They may need different concessions to participate as fully as possible. Mm. We talk to people of faith who often don't feel welcome in their houses of worship. I'm Maureen Fiedler. That's next time on Interfaith Voices. Tuesday at noon, right before the Jazz Disciple. All right, you're listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. I'm Rhonda, your host here, and you were just listening to some Estunba with Spirit of Mother Earth, and then we had some Fawn Wood, and we started off with some Joanne Shenandoah and Sky Woman. And it's a happy Mother's Day to everybody out there, and so I uh, found a a woman's honoring song for our mothers. Um, this one is sung by the Man Killers. It's one of the only all-women's northern drum groups that I know of. Uh, but uh, they're from up north, and this is the Man Killers with a woman's honoring song for all our moms out there. Happy Mother's Day.
love the old way and it was fun days for me growing up. You know, we're talking for the future generations. I'm Conroy Chino, introducing you to Living Voices, profiles of Native Americans and Native Hawaiians today. Maryland St. Germain is Blackfeet from Browning, Montana. Overcoming difficult personal experiences, she has become a successful social worker with a passion for the welfare of Native children. My name is Marilyn St. Germain. At the present time, I'm in an organization called Indigenous Nations Child and Family Agency. We have Indian foster homes, 14 homes with 29 children from various tribes. We do Indian child welfare. I go into the courts and represent tribes trying to get the children returned to either their families, to another Indian family, or back to the tribe. And we also do child abuse work and domestic violence. For years, hundreds of years, our children have been taken away and been not raised by us. People still do not acknowledge the Indian Child Welfare Act. Children are still taken at a tremendous rate. They're still being fostered out and adopted out on a very high rate. And that has been genocide and uh, destruction of our culture. I come from a troubled home in Montana. When I was living at home, I was a a young mom. I had four children by the time I was 19. And my oldest son had died when I was 15 years old, and nobody ever explained to me what happened. So I went around for a long time not really dealing with it, which then caused me to do some drinking. I drank pretty good for about eight years and was not a good mom at times. When we moved out here in 1967 on relocation, they put us in a building where there were lots of Indians coming in on relocation. Then we were able, after a year, to manage apartments. We brought lots of Indian families in, people from the Navy who were stationed here. And I did a lot of social work there while I wasn't in school because some of the families come in had some serious things going on at that time. And there was this white lady who worked at Intertribal Friendship House. Her name was Carol Baxter. And when all the families would come into Oakland, she would contact us, tell us there was an Indian center and there were programs. Carol seen something in me, and she kept pushing me to go to school. Well, at that time, I was depressed, didn't have very good self-esteem. But I, I really enjoyed helping people, and I guess that's what she picked up from me. Anyway, a mental health training program come to Intertribal in the late 60s, early 70s. And Carol told me that I should put in to go to school. Well, because I have not finished high school to this day, and I still don't have a GED, I guess I just never felt I could go to school. But anyway, I passed some kind of a test that bypassed the diploma, and I got in, got an AA degree, and then was the social worker at Intertribal from 73 until 77, and then got back into another program at San Francisco State. There were five of us that were able to get our bachelor's and then our uh, master's in social work. All was still amazing to me that I did it. <laughs> because uh, 
my life was pretty crazy there for a while, and I just, I guess I never did think I could do anything. People wonder, how do you do it? But you just do it. <laughs> This interview with Marilyn St. Germain was conducted by Susan Lobo. Living Voices is a project of the Smithsonian Institution, National Museum of the American Indian. Executive producers Kevin Lewis and Elizabeth Weatherford. Project coordinator Nan Rubin. Writers Peggy Berryhill and Ginger Miles. Mixed at Mercer Street Sound. For more information, check out our website at www.si.edu/nmai. For Living Voices, I'm Conroy Chino. The 11th annual Family Friendly Truce Fest will be held on Saturday, May 16th, from noon to 10 p.m. at 3100 Truce Avenue. Entertainment includes Showstoppers Drill Team, Nicolette Page, Potlicker Possum Run, and many more. For information, call 816-974-3378. This message is a public service of 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. This week, religious outsiders. They may need. More time to partake in sacraments. They may need different concessions to participate as fully as possible.、Mm. We talk to people of faith who often don't feel welcome in their houses of worship. I'm Maureen Fiedler. That's next time on Interfaith Voices, Tuesday at noon, right before the Jazz Disciple. All right, you're listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio, and you were listening to Marilyn St. Germain off the of Living Voices CD, and then we had Sharon Birch、uh, with a song called "Grandmother's Way," and then we had the Man Killers with a woman's honoring song for our mothers. Happy birthday! Or happy birthday! Happy Mother's Day、uh, to all our moms out there, and and aunts. And grandmothers who's taken on that role, even our fathers and dads and uncles who've taken on that motherly role as well. All right, we'll do our news across Indian country, letting you know what is going on out there. Well, this week, tribal leaders, members, and activists were sending a strong message to President Barack Obama as he visited South Dakota, reject the controversial Keystone XL pipeline. Obama delivered the commencement address at the Lake Area Technical Institute in Watertown. While he was there, tribal tribal activists were across the street to make their opposition to the pipeline clear. "Quote: The tribal nations and people of South Dakota stand resolute in their objection to the construction of this dirty tar sands pipeline." Dallas Goldtooth of the Indigenous Environmental Network said, "The president is coming to South Dakota, and we will be here. Grassroots leaders, native and non-native, encouraging Obama to take great steps towards creating a lasting climate legacy and reject the Keystone XL pipeline." Watertown is just a few miles from the southern edge of the Lake Traverse Reservation, the home of the Sisseton Wapiton Oyate. Although a meeting with the tribe hadn't been confirmed, the chairman Bruce Renville might was able might have been able to speak to the president while he was in town.、Uh, the visit to South Dakota was Obama's first visit as president. He met with tribal leaders during his 2008 campaign.
Well, in other presidential election news, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee made a splash Tuesday when he announced he was seeking the Republican nomination for president. But one of the comments in his fiery speech is drawing negative attention. Huckabee compared, quote, radical jihadists, unquote, to the, quote, bad guys, unquote, in Western movies. Although he didn't say it, the comparison was clear that the bad guys are always the Indian people. Quote, when I hear our current president says he wants Christians to get off their high horse so we can make nice with radical jihadists, I wonder if he can watch a Western from the 50s and be able to figure out who the good guys and the bad guys really are, Huckabee said, drawing applause from his supporters as he criticized President Barack Obama. The comment didn't draw much attention at the time, but now National Congress of American Indians President Brian Cladusby is speaking out about Huckabee's hurtful use of stereotypes. Quote, this week I learned about Governor Huckabee's speech announcing his candidacy for U.S. president and was dismayed to hear him compare Native Americans to jihadists, Cladusby said. There are many things we have left behind from the 1950s, including overt racism and sexism. We hope that old trope of the Indians as the bad guys in Western movies is also left behind, unquote. It is hurtful when public officials use stereotypes of Indians as the bad guys, even even if it is a metaphorical expression, racial stereotypes should be avoided, Cladusby added. It is particularly hurtful to suggest that Americans should reflexively identify images of Native people defending our homelands as the bad guys. The Democratic National Committee also questioned the remark. In a statement to Indian Country Today, the Democrat said Huckabee has made a career of offending ethnic, racial, and religious minorities. Quote, Native Americans have a proud heritage and deserve better than to be compared to jihadists as part of a GOP candidate's cheap joke, the DNC told ICT. Sadly, this is what people have come to expect from GOP candidates who constantly push policies and views that are harmful to Americans. Mike Huckabee's offensive, outdated and divisive social views have no place in the 21st century. All right. Well, another story out of South Dakota this past week. Several members of the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe of South Dakota suffered injuries after a community building collapsed this past Wednesday, trapping about 40 people inside. The collapse was caused by a severe storm that hit the Cherry Creek community about 4.30 p.m. Local residents, police officers, and health workers ensured that everyone was rescued from the building where the tribal council was holding its May meeting. I want to commend the rapid response from the individual community members in Cherry Creek who risked their lives to assist those who were caught inside the building. Chairman Harold Frazier, who was among those who helped people to get to safety, sent a press release. Those men and women went above and beyond to help. Four people suffered serious injuries and were transported to Indian Health Service Hospital in Eagle Butte. There was also some minor injuries. I would like to say thank you to Chairman Frazier, Tribal Council, and Tribal Council women who were there consoling, helping lifting beams and other things off the injured, said Council Member Mary Miller Whitebull, who added on Facebook that she was in a dazed and confused state after the collapse. I would like to thank the community members who came and helped. Several other structures also suffered damage or were destroyed during the storm. No council members suffered any injuries. At this time, my thoughts and prayers are those are with those who are affected by this dangerous, dangerous and devastating event, Frazier said. 
Well, Kansas, the state of Kansas dedicated a historical marker at the site of a Kaw Nation village. Chairwoman Elaine Hutch helped unveil the marker at Fool's Chief Village. The tribe used to reside at the site near the Kansas River before it was flooded in 1844. The village came back to life during excavation for a highway project. Some artifacts are being studied, but the Kansas Historical Society hopes to repatriate them to the tribe. The state of Kansas takes its name from the Kansa, the tribal name for the uh, traditional tribal name for the tribe. Despite being promised millions of acres through treaties, Congress forced the cause to move to the Indian Territory or present-day Oklahoma. The tribe is slowly making a return to its homeland. In 2002, the tribe established an, a memorial heritage park after acquiring 160 acres of ancestral territory. The chief of uh, Fool Chief Village was also known as Little White Bear, the tribe said, in its 2013 fall newsletter. Well, a major general with the U.S. Air Force resigned last week after making a racially charged comment about Native people. At a misconduct hearing on April 9th, General Michael Keltz said a photograph of an accused officer and another officer made them look, quote, drunker than 10,000 Indians, unquote. The remarks were reported on the John Q. Public blog. Quote, I inadvertently made an unfortunate comment. I own it and I hold myself accountable to the same high standards my subordinate commanders are held to, unquote, Keltz said in a statement quoted by the Air Force Times. Keltz was the commander of the 19th Air Force at the Joint Base San Antonio in Texas, a post he assumed last October. He served in the Air Force for more than 30 years, according to his official biography. The accused officer will have another hearing scheduled due to Keltz's outburst, the Times reported. While to California, the Fort Mojave tribe is still waiting on a cleanup plan for a sacred site that was contaminated by an energy company in California. In 2006, Pacific Gas and Electric apologized for harming the Topak Maas, a series of rock formations and lines that is considered the portal into heaven. As part of a settlement, the company agreed to shut down operations on the Topak compressor station and deed the sacred site to the tribe. Nearly 10 years later, tribal, federal, and state agencies are still waiting on the plan. It could be finalized soon, but cleanup wouldn't begin until 2016 or possibly 2017, according to news reports. It could also take 30 years for it to be fully decontaminated, the Havasu News reported. Some of the toxic chemicals have seeped onto the reservation, the paper said. The company freely disposed of waste in the 1950s and 1960s. The practice stopped after residents raised concerns, a story that was depicted in a movie about activist Aaron Brockovich. All right, well, that's all our news across Indian country. Of course, we had a high school graduation this past weekend. Congratulations to all our graduates. And next up is KU's graduation. So it's going to be another... A busy week for graduates, so congratulations to all our graduates, and then also high school graduates as well uh, that are graduating from our local area. Okay, we'll get back into the music, and we have some Ulali up next. You listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. 
Hope you enjoyed it. It's about my time to be getting out of here. You've been listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. And Sunset Reggae is coming up for you next, so make sure you stay tuned for that. I'll be leaving you off with some Cheever's Topa and songs of the Native American Church. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and I'll see you again next weekend. Yo, and they hit your night, yo, what night?
Yeah, I know. 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 Yeah